So with that being said, tell our audience what Michael Yawn thinks is coming to the United States next. War. Very serious war. Extremely bloody war. You're talking about kinetic war, terrorist attacks, explosions, war here in the lower 48. Uh, yeah, I'm talking civil war. Multiple civil wars within the United States. And do you have a time frame? No, I always get the time frames wrong, but it's coming. Food problems are clearly coming globally, and they're coming to the United States. And we, as you see, we're being invaded. This is a weaponized migration. When I say weaponized migration, just showing up is part of the weapon. So this is all we're, preparatory. We're this is all preparatory for the coming war. Oh yeah, this is all. This is all setting the table. It's all about setting conditions, as a commander might say. You're setting conditions for the war. The conditions are being set. And it's going to happen. I mean, it's as clear as like dropping a rock and guessing that it's going to hit the ground. You know, I mean, it's still a guess. Maybe that rock will, a bird will pick it up and fly off with it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, this rock is probably going to hit the ground. We're probably going into massive civil war. And it's going to be very complex and, and difficult to sort out. Well, and this is again, folks, while we warn. Joining me now is Michael Yawn. He does some amazing reporting. He joins us tonight. Michael, welcome back to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you have, for having me on and being patient. You know how this goes. Oh, the technology. Sometimes. It just, you know, that's fine. Yeah. We, we, we are good to go. Hey, I want to get to the border and all this going in some of your tweets. But first, I want to get your response to what 60 Minutes is reporting. Because as we have this massive invasion on our border, north and south, um, yeah. this is what 60 Minutes just reported that many maybe have not seen. Uh, it seems to be out there in the social media world. Watch and listen to this. American taxpayers are financing more than just weapons. We discovered the U.S. government's buying seeds and fertilizer for Ukrainian farmers and covering the salaries of Ukraine's first responders, all 57,000 of them. That includes the team that trains this rescue dog, named Joy to comb through the wreckage of Russian strikes looking for survivors. And the US also funds the divers, who we saw clearing unexploded ammunition from the country's rivers to make them safe again for swimming and fishing. Russia's invasion shrank Ukraine's economy by about a third. We were surprised to find that to keep it afloat, the US government is subsidizing small businesses. Uh, first responders and small businesses getting funding while uh, we have an invasion of foreign military-aged males flooding the southern border. Michael? Well, this is stunningly treasonous, uh, and uh, it's just a crime. It's a crime against humanity from numerous different directions, uh, and, and good Lord. By the way, Ann Vandersteel and I were just down in the Darien Gap, as you know, which is I'm, I'm in Panama City now, Panama. And for those who might think Panama City is in Florida, there is one, but I'm in Panama City, Panama, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, uh, in Central America. And Ann Vandersteel and I, she courageously went into the Darien Gap. Uh, most men will not go there. Ann was like, follow me, right? So she came, and we we went deep into the jungle into a place called Bajo Chiquito, and 
other places like Las Blancas, and she was uh, true. She was a trooper, and she just got home back to Florida uh, hours ago, and uh, and now uh, eighty-two thousand aliens came through the Darien Gap last month in one month, according to the Panamanian government, eighty-two thousand. And they went right by me on Highway 1, right out the window. I'm back in Panama City. We were looking at some canal issues. Uh, but the uh, – and this is rainy season. Normally in rainy season, the numbers fact, let me, would Let me decline. show the pictures. Oh, let me show the pictures you're talking about right here. Panama Canal traffic jam. Flew over yeah, we just took, the morning of the yeah. 24th of September, 2023, end-to-end. Circled ship traffic jams on each side. Gotan Lake is low. Also boated onto the Gotan Lake on – September 23rd, low water levels, thousands and thousands of century dead trees poking above the water. What what does this mean for the average person watching tonight, Michael? Very interesting. As you know, Panama, the country of Panama is so uh, – it's vital terrain. Uh, first of all, we got the Panama Canal, which is vital to the United States uh, militarily and economically and to the world. Uh, you know, the, the Panama Canal opened in 1914. And it's only increased in importance every year since then. Of course, Jimmy Carter and uh, and others gave it away. Joe Biden, back when he was a, a corrupt senator, actually voted to give the Panama Canal away. And Vander Steele and, and Colonel John Mills and I were out in uh, Southcom, previous Southcom headquarters uh, a couple days ago, or maybe it was yesterday. Uh, we were out there a couple times. But that's now been taken over by a bunch of NGOs like Red Cross and uh, – IOM, uh, UN, all, many, many uh, NGOs who are funneling the invasion of the United States and, and Europe. Uh, now they have their headquarters in old Southcom uh, barracks. You, you can't even make up this stuff. And so right now, every week, it's very clear that the traffic through the Daring Gap is increasing. The infrastructure is being built. And just saw this. She walked out into an area where more than 100, probably 150 uh, Embora Indians were out with their machetes cleaning a big part of the jungle for a new alien camp for the people coming from 140 countries will converge on Colombia and go through Colombia like it's like it's like another canal. There's basically like two canals in Panama. There's the Panama Canal, which is right outside my window. And then there's the Darien Gap, which is a funnel for the world to get to the United States. If you can get your feet into South America, you can get to any place in the United States within about a week or so, depending on the luck on buses and that sort of thing. So if you can get to Colombia, then you just go through the Darien Gap. And at that point, you get on a bus. Uh, and, and right now, about 60 buses, yeah, five dozen buses are running per day from the Darien Gap, from the edge. Of, once you exit the jungle, uh, you get on. You can get on a bus and you go to Costa Rica. And right now the border is open with Costa Rica. Walk right in. And so from Costa Rica you go to Nicaragua and then up through uh, uh, Honduras and, and finally Guatemala. And then you go into Tapachula, Mexico. And then you get actually about 60 trains right now from Ferromex. For those who know what Ferromex is, it's a big, huge, or don't know what it is. It's a big. Uh, Mexican train uh, company, and now they have shut some of their lines down. Sixty trains, six zero trains, right? There's sixty buses leaving here a day now uh, from Darien Gap, and sixty trains have been reportedly uh, shut and and uh, or stopped in Mexico because, according to reports, so many migrants, aliens, are dying, falling off the trains. Now, in a map. 
that I got from the Red Cross out in the jungle some months ago out in the Darien Gap jungle. It actually tells you how to get on those trains. It shows you the map right through Piedras Negras, Mexico. I spent a couple of weeks there last year, and it's right on the border of the Rio Grande with Eagle Pass, right? And there's a train that goes right across. It shows that it shows these trains and other crossings on this map that Red Cross hands out. It shows you how to get into the United States. It also warns in Spanish and English, and I think French, uh, you know, not to uh, ride drunk on the outsides of the trains. You know, it's just this sort of stuff. I mean, the the, the, the Red Cross is I, I've started to just call it what it is. It's the Red Devil. I mean, it's not it's not this you know, uh, philanthropic organization that I used to think that these things were. It, 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 it's just uh, part of a criminal organization. I mean, or, or an amalgam of like Catholic Charities, for instance, clearly smuggles children. Now, and I know saying that can end you up in, in, you know, lawsuits for defamation. But I mean, at this point, it's bring it on. We know we're going to win. I mean, we may get beat up in court and have to spend a lot of money. But in the end, suing somebody for defamation when they did not commit defamation is actually defamation itself. It'll be going both ways and there'll be a lot of discovery. But it's very clear that Catholic Charities is smuggling children. It's very clear that the U.N., is doing the same in Darien Gap and many other places. We have so many photos and videos. We have so much paperwork. I mean, it's just, we're looking forward to it actually, but no, they, they never sue for some reason. Mm. And so, I mean, we're, we, we've been set up and waiting for it. It's like a, it's like a rat trap basically. Uh, but the bottom line is Panama, uh, the, the, the canal is, is, is alarmingly dry. This is El Nino year, but also the second canal that they built, the first canal uh, finished by the United States was opened in 1914. Incredible feat of engineering and, and genius. Actually, the more you learn about it, there's a great book on it, by the way, called The Path Between the Seas. Highly recommend that book. I don't know the author. I've never talked with him, but I wish I would. The, the, it's a, an incredible book. Hmm. And uh, But it talks about the building of the canal and how it bankrupted France. By the way, Panama is sort of like a little Afghanistan of the Central America. I mean, Scotland came here uh, and tried to open a, a started to open a colony in Darien, and, and they wished to connect the seas, uh, carrying uh, 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 freight back and forth using the Indians and the rivers to do it. Uh, but it ended up bankrupting Scotland. That was uh, uh, several hundred years ago. That's how Scotland became part of the, the um, became part of the United Kingdom. Was actually Darien. Was actually they called it the Darien Colony, or sometimes some some call it New Caledonia. But so the the so the the Darien Colony, most of them died. Others ran off back to Scotland. They threw some more money at it, bankrupted Scotland. That got absorbed into the United Kingdom, and then and then France tried to build a sea level canal here because they had succeeded with the Suez, uh, and uh, and and then well bankrupted France. And so then the United States came in, arrogantly thought we could do it, and did somehow, managed to actually build this canal, and a huge expense to Americans and others. And, and, and then and Jimmy Carter gave it away. Gave it away. Biden voted to, to give it away. He was one of the senators who voted to give it away. And this is, this is amazingly important. It's not only important for the United States and the world, it's important for Panama that the United – now that you know that Panama is operating the canal, there's actually problems with it. Actually, one thing though, 
this water comes out of the tap, believe it or not. Most places in the world, I won't drink tap water, even the United States now. But this is one of the few places in the world I still drink water like I did when I was a child in Florida. I drink it right out. This literally is tap water. Wow. Let me ask you about this tweet here. Because, of, because we did this. America did this. America made this tap water. I didn't put this here as a prop, by the way. I actually drink their tap water here. And this is the only place I do that at anymore. Wow. Can you make this is Central America? You know, don't drink the water except here in Panama City. Crazy. Uh, I love the history. Love the history. Here you tweeted this, and his, his Twitter is Michael underscore yawn. You say, We've seen this before at Greg Abbott underscore Texas. Is WEF, World Economic Forum, is hugely behind U.S. invasion. Abbott's making photo ops and lying. I mean, this guy's had so many opportunities to do something, and he doesn't really do anything. Um, so I'm glad to see you saying this. Tell me what you mean by this. You know, I've been saying it ever since I moved over to Texas and started watching Greg Abbott. He's very clearly World Economic Forum. He's, uh, you know, this is the thing. Since I was young, I've been working very hard to to improve my judgment so that I can make predictions and be accurate more than the pack, which is difficult to do. But I found ways to do it. One is is you develop a paradigm. And if your paradigm is accurate, like a unified field theory or something, relativity, you know, if your paradigm about how things works is accurate, first of all, you won't be surprised by things, right? If you're surprised, like, you know, I don't mean surprised by a snake or something, but if you're surprised, for instance, that they're welding the gates open, open on, the, on, the, on, the, on the border wall or tearing down parts of the border wall on the, between the United States and Mexico, if you're surprised by that, your paradigm how you look at the world in that re in that uh, in that particular subject is off, and so use that every time you feel the emotion of surprise. Take that as a clue that you need to reevaluate the way you're looking at the subject, right? And so, as soon as Biden was installed, I flew straight from Washington D.C. I was there at the so-called inauguration. I went to El Paso, and it, because I thought that the border would just open up, and it did, right? And I started publishing and saying on interviews back then immediately that I thought that Biden, uh, that I thought that the, not that Biden, but I thought that the, uh, the border wall would, would, they would start tearing it down. Now they haven't torn it down completely yet, but they've started. And, and I'm not surprised. Many people are, I'm not because in my paradigm, that's what they were going to do. Right. So I flew straight from, uh, you know, El Paso and I went down into Juarez and whatnot. Then I flew down to Colombia with Chuck Colton and Masako Ganaha and, and we looked at the Darien Gap, right, on the Colombia side. Then we came to, the, to Panama and looked at the Darien Gap on the, on, on the Panama side. And I started focusing heavily on the Darien Gap because in my paradigm, this Darien corridor would be open. And so I started reporting that immediately back then, that I thought that this was going to open up like a four-lane highway, basically. There's actually no road that goes between – Panama and Colombia. That's why they call it the gap. Actually, here they call it the tampon, the plug, the, the, the tampon de Darien, right? The plug of Darien, right? But they are opening. They they are opening this corridor up now. The numbers that are coming through are as I predicted several years ago. And why am I able to do this? Without I don't even look at all the daily details. I don't look the detail the daily details about what a uh, Adams is saying or Abbott or Trudeau or Marcaruta and, 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 and Netherlands. I don't look at all the details because in my paradigm, 
those are all dogs that work for the World Economic Forum. And the World Economic Forum clearly is about open borders. So I don't need to hear about the kayfabe between Biden and, uh, and Abbott because it's all show. The bottom line is, is they both serve the same master. Mm. They're both meat puppets. At the end of the day, you know, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, Abbott can say, "Oh, we're putting the rubber ducks out in the Rio Grande or whatever," or you know, we got the National Guard on the way now, or, or the or the Prime Minister of Italy says, "Hey, we're going to put the Navy out." She's another slug for World Economic Forum, right? So at the end of the day, the the, the Italian Navy, you know, I've gone down to Morocco and Italy and all that, and Greece, looking at those flows. I constantly go over to Europe, and I constantly go look at, all over Europe and look at the migration flows there, uh, I, I can guarantee you, in my paradigm, the, the, the Italian prime minister, as conservative as that prime minister might look, is a World Economic Forum dog. So let me ask and you at this. at the end of the day, they're going to – go ahead, sir. I got about 60 seconds, and they're going to cut me off. So with that being said, tell our audience what Michael Yawn thinks is coming to the United States next. War. Very serious war. Extremely bloody war. You're talking about kinetic war, ex terrorist attacks, explosions, war here in the lower 48. Uh, yeah, I'm talking civil war, multiple civil wars within the United States. And do you have a time frame? No, I always get the time frames wrong, but it's coming. Food problems are clearly coming globally, and they're coming to the United States. And we, as you see, we're being invaded. This is a weaponized migration. When I say weaponized migration, just showing up is part of the weapon. So this is all we're, we're preparatory. War. This is all preparatory for the coming war. Oh yeah, this is all. This is all setting the table. It's all about setting conditions, as a commander might say. You're setting conditions for the war. The conditions are being set, and it's going to happen. I mean, it's as clear as like dropping a rock and guessing that it's going to hit the ground. You know, I mean, it's still a guess. Maybe that rock will, a bird will pick it up and fly off with it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, this rock is probably going to hit the ground. We're probably going into massive civil war, and it's going to be very complex and, and difficult to sort out. Well, and this is, again, folks, while we warn, Michael underscore Yon, Michael underscore Yon to follow him on Twitter. Michael, thank you for all you do. You put your life at risk again and again to bring the truth. You're a real journalist. I wish we had more of you. We're thankful for you. Thank you for all you've done and for how generous you are with your time and for being with us tonight. And hope folks will support you and check out how they can do that on your Twitter handle at Michael underscore Yon. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate your having me on. Next at week will be something really important to talk about. Well, let's do it. We love having you on as often as you can make time for us. Thank you, Michael. Yes, sir. Michael Yon checking in. Follow him on Twitter, Michael underscore Y-O-N. Joining me now is Leo Holman. Before we go to Leo on a new movie coming out, April 26, 2024. That's my birthday. They're coming out with a movie called Civil War. And uh, it comes right on the heels of what Barack Obama just released on Friday night, which is Leave the World Behind, which was about a cyber attack and what looks like World War III and multiple countries attacking America. And now, within a couple of days, what do we have? The trailer gets dropped today on this. Watch, watch. Here we go. States have seceded. The United States Army ramps up activity. The White House issued warnings to the Western forces as well as...
Florida Alliance. The three-term president assures the uprising will be dealt with swiftly. Let me know if you want to try anything on. I think there's a way there's like a pretty huge civil war going on all across America. We just try to stay out with what we see on the news. Seems like it's for the best. Citizens of America. The so-called Western forces of Texas and California have suffered a very great defeat at the hands of the United States military. Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens? We're moving to D.C. today. We need to go down there. They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Every instinct in me says this is death. Bloody. Every time I survived the war zone, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do this. But here we are. There's some kind of misunderstanding here. What? We're well, American, okay? Okay. What kind of American are you? You don't know. Okay, there you go. Joining me now is journalist Leo Holman, and he's also broadcast partner, associate producer of the Worldview Report, my newscast each night. Leo, welcome back to the broadcast. What do you make of this trailer? And that it comes out just a couple days after Barack Obama and Michelle Obama's Leave the World Behind movie, which we talked about for an hour on Monday night. Yeah, what timing. Uh, <laughs> the... Uh... <laughs> The elites seem to be getting ready to hit us full bore with a barrage of propaganda uh, and what maybe they hope will be predictive programming. Uh, this seems to be something that uh, the globalists want. They've been talking about it for several years now, this possibility of the United States, you know, devolving into civil war. Um We've seen the FBI and the Justice Department put out warnings saying that the most dangerous people in America are not the illegals who've, who are pouring across the border, uh, males mostly of military age, but it is what? MAGA supporters, MAGA Americans, followers of Donald Trump, uh, people who attend the conservative Catholic Latin Mass, people who pray outside of abortion clinics, uh, parents who go to school board meetings to uh, uh, oversee and, and voice their concerns of what their children are being taught in the indoctrination centers known as public schools. So uh, there's a lot of upset Americans. There's no sign really that they're ready to take up arms against each other. Uh, but that seems to be what the elites want. And I think we can count the U.S. government among those who uh, are cheering for the possibility, at least, let's say. Um, think about this, Brandon. This is something that hit me uh, this afternoon after we did your uh, – a couple hours after we did your uh, radio broadcast this afternoon um, – the federal agencies, all 18 of them pretty much, and many of the sub-agencies, have been arming up over the last 10, 12 years, purchasing uh, reams of military-grade weaponry, uh, millions upon millions of rounds of ammunition, um, 
At the same time, we see these men of military age pouring in illegally across the border. What would, what would it take uh, to arm those men uh, with the weaponry and the ammunition that has been stockpiled in the federal agencies? They already have been given free cell phones in many cases with apps on the cell phone that allow them to communicate with federal authorities. Uh, how much more would it take for the federal authorities or someone acting as such to start uh, giving messages to these military age men who have poured across America's border, in many cases hate America and its system of being a constitutional republic, what would it take to start communicating to them, show up at uh, point X to receive your uh, uh, you know, 40 caliber submachine gun with a, uh, a boatload of ammunition and then go and attack um, you know, uh, this compound over here or this uh, neighborhood over there, uh, this patriotic organization that may be having a meeting at su on such and such a night. This is how civil wars could get started, Brandon. Yeah, well, we've already have video footage. Uh, we talked about it on the radio today, and I played it for the radio slash TV show. Uh, we've, this is becoming common. Uh, in Michigan and other places, Philadelphia was the footage we showed today of some illegals getting out of a car in the middle of the night and robbing a family. And this is going I believe this is going to become more and more common as the gangs come in here. Michael Yon, Anthony Rubin, Todd Binsman, many of them are warning that these people coming in, they are jihadis, they are Marxists, they're communists, they're gang members, they're ruthless, and they will think nothing of robbing your family. And when you're asleep and you wake up to the sound of them breaking into your house uh, and you're still trying to wake up and gather your bearings, it's going to be too late. I mean, we we have had families in the Mid-South in the last few years that have uh, made the news where they were followed home and they were robbed right on their driveway or someone broke into their house and tied up the whole stinking family. Um, this kind of thing, I'm afraid, is going to become very common in America because we have let people in that are ruthless. We have our, our quote, government under the Obama administration um, they were um, they were they were running arms. You know, you remember the old arm running arms running oh, yeah. thing with uh, what was it called? Crossfire hurricane or something? What was it called? Is that what it's called? Uh, no, it wasn't crossfire hurricane. It was no. um, that was the Trump thing. It was uh, I can't remember, but they were running. They, they found a bunch of those. It was Eric Holder out of the Justice Department. Remember that? I absolutely do remember it. It was it run in Mexico. Yeah. Um, and then you I have then you have yeah. the um, the government, our government, according to numerous reports, putting down a lot of the drug cartels and giving uh, the Sinaloa network and uh, a more advantage over their competition. And then you know, it, this is not the first time we've caught the uh, CIA and these deep state agencies working in cahoots with the drug the drug dens and the drug cartels. So when you imply that our government would do something, they're already working with organized Fast crime. Fast and furious. Fast, Fast and, and furious. furious, that's right. Yeah. They're already working with organized crime. You know, actually the federal government is organized crime. I mean, that's what they are. Look, they blew the head off a sitting president, John F. Kennedy. That is organized crime, and they've been running the country ever since. And they're deciding who gets elected, who doesn't, setting up people, filming them doing who knows what to have leverage on them, collateral on them. And I, I guarantee you they're stealing our elections. 
So why would we be shocked that they would not use the illegals they're bringing in here, take all of this, all these guns and ammunition, the Department of Agriculture, the Treasury Department? I mean, go down the line. It's public information. You'll find how many rounds they're buying, how, much, how many guns they're buying. I mean, could we not see some of that make it into the hands of these thugs that are already here in the country? And particularly many of them in our Chinese, when you have many in our government now kowtowing to China, you get the Chinese military males here. Well, we know where the ammunition and the guns could come from to arm this army that they've let come into the U.S. 100%, Brandon. That is, I think, a, a very likely possibility because there's no need for, you know, like the Small Business Association <laughs> or or the... Uh, you know, the the Department of, uh, you know, of HHS, uh, you know, and Small Business Association to have 40 caliber machine guns and tens of millions of rounds of ammunition. There's just simply no need. And and you can go right down the line to these federal agencies. Every single one of them is doing this. Uh, you hear very little about it, but it's been going on since the Obama uh, uh, administration and it's been ramped up under Biden. Um, so, yeah, they have endless access to military hardware. They have the military age men here. The army is here. The sleeper cells are here. All they have to do is activate them and organize them. And uh, that could be going on as we speak for all we know. Uh, but it certainly could happen in the future if it's not already. And, uh, you know, they call it a civil war. But... Uh, if it's anything resembling what we've described, Brandon, uh, it's more like a consolidation of power and an attempt to exterminate your uh, political opponents. Now, I was, I, I was struck by one thing in the hearing, the congressional hearing, the clip of the congressional hearing that you played uh, with Ivan. Um one of the gentlemen talked about, you know, that there is there any reason to question the narrative of the the current government or previous governments? Uh, I have news for that gentleman. It's all the same government. They change out the pieces, you know, every four years, and we may get a new president and a new head of the agencies, but it's the same administrative state the intel agencies, the FBI, the Justice Department, the CIA, and all of these other three and four letter agencies, it's the same administrative state that is running the country. They just change out the pieces at the top. Uh, and that administrative state has uh, gathered so much power unto itself since 9-11, especially over the last 20 years, uh, that... A power center like that is a dictatorship. As I said on your uh, show earlier today, the republic has fallen. And when a centralized government attends that much power to itself, it's not going to give it up voluntarily. It's not going to give it up peaceably. I agree. And you know what I noticed also in that trailer for this Civil War movie coming out April 26, 2024, it seems to be getting people used to the idea of not only Americans going at each other, but getting them used to the idea of the government bombing and killing Americans. Yes, that was the most shocking part of that trailer. I would agree, uh, Brandon. There's been a lot of movies made, uh, you know, 
think about Red Dawn, for instance. That was made back in, in 1984. There's been a lot of movies made that show America that show war on American soil and Americans coming under military attack. But I can't recall too many. I'm sure there's some, but I don't recall too many like this where the killers are the U.S. government and the U.S. military. And it seems to be getting people used to that idea, killing journalists, killing citizens. Yes. You know, of course, they, you're a journalist. I'm a journalist. So <laughs> we, we both wear a lot of hats. One of them is journalists. So, I mean, now you have the government killing journalists. That's what was that was what they were talking about in that trailer. Absolutely. And, you know, the Ukrainian government in that war has killed journalists. So uh, this is a new thing. Yes, journalists do not have the protection that they once had covering war, uh, Brandon. And so it, it, it looks like it's going to be, you know, every man for himself if this actually truly does happen. So well, look the only this. way the only way to survive something like this, Brandon, would be to have networks of uh, like-minded people working together to protect each other, try to keep a low profile for one thing, and uh, stay out of harm's way. But if you do come under attack, if you're by yourself with your family, uh, uh, you know, as a lone wolf in the middle of some rural landscape, I don't think there's going to be much hope for you. I, I know a lot of people have bugged out, you know, and gone somewhere and got off the grid. And, and I often thought all it would take is a pickup truck of five or six guys and that family is toast. Uh, yeah. you may, you know, it may not be wonderful to be in the suburbs of a major city, but if you're in a neighborhood in the mid South or in Georgia or Alabama, you know, or Texas or Florida, you, you're probably surrounded by a lot of like-minded people in your neighborhood and HOA that could easily organize and maybe already are doing so. But you're out in the country by yourself. You are easy pickings. Um, you, we talk about the gangs coming in here, and there's been the warning about gangs attacking middle to upper class neighborhoods. Let me go to this footage. Here's some footage from a home camera. This took place with, reportedly in a suburb of Philadelphia. This is becoming more and more common around the country where uh, cars show up, uh, they unload, and then they break into a house. And again, this is becoming quite common. I think this was a Fox affiliate in Philadelphia reporting this. Again, most families are not prepared for this. Most families don't um, think about these kind of things happening. And sadly, uh, we need to have much, much more situational awareness and and be ready for these kind of things but when things get desperate and people have nothing left to lose they have nothing left to lose and you go to hyperinflation and all the other problems they seem to be manufacturing and it could be a real problem this fox uh 29 our, uh reporter goes on to state that uh the, the they say the men can be heard speaking spanish one of the surveillance on one of the surveillance cameras police coast to coast have been warning for many months of this year of the South American crime tourism happening as so many homes have been burglarized, many at dinner time, folks. So again, this is happening according to this Fox 29 uh, reporter. This is going on coast to coast, South American crime tourism. And again, things aren't even bad yet. Wait till we go to hyperinflation. There's a shortage of food. They've disrupted uh, the Suez Canal, the Panama Canal. They're disrupting 40% uh, of our goods coming through the Panama Canal. 
Panama's in trouble with their government. You've, we've already reported with General Flynn, Michael Yawn, Ann Vandersteel, Anthony Rubin, Todd Benzman. They're right around the Panama, Panama Canal. You got China. You got the CCP. 40% of our goods are coming through there. So if things get bad and people aren't prepared, which most of them aren't, they are going to start doing more of this. Absolutely, Brandon. I think the only uh, difference between what's already happening and what is foretold in some of this predictive programming uh, with these films is that it's random violence right now. Uh, uh, but if it continues to escalate to the point uh, of civil war, we would see more organized organized attacks and maybe not just on individual homes, but entire areas of, of suburban communities. Uh, uh, think about that. You know, yeah. actual military movements yeah, by absolutely. Uh, armed men. And I want to put one thing out there. We, we read this week that the GOP in Texas are putting it on their primary ballot, GOP primary ballot, to poll people about the idea of Texas seceding from the Union. Have you followed up on that? I have not. You know... That's one thing that I kind of disagree with this movie on. Uh, the trailer led me to believe that... Texas and California warning together. That's, I don't know what that was all about. But I do want you to follow up, if you have time, on that with Texas and not getting on the GOP ballot, according to reports. And we should add that into the Worldview report because a lot of people are asking us about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's a serious movement at this point, but uh, it's certainly... But if they can get it on the GOP ballot, then that's that's quite a feat. But, but you would have to have, Brandon, I, I think anyway, you would have to have some, you would have to have a governor in place that is in favor of it. Oh, yeah. Um, I just think it's interesting if it can really make it under the GOP ballot. That's starting to show the seriousness of these ideas catching ground. Yes, yes. I mean, there's been people in uh, eastern Oregon who'd like to, who would love to secede uh, from that state and join, like, you know, Idaho or some other state. Right. So, right. I mean, we have these fault lines around the United States. It's just that uh, the state capitals are completely infiltrated with globalists on both sides of the aisle, uh, Democrat and Republican. And I don't see any state in the union right now uh, even close to well, where- Well, even Texas. Texas has, a, Texas has a lot of Republicans that many senators down there tell me their Republicans run as their Democrats running as Republicans, which is why they were able to impeach uh, Ken Paxton down there. And the Senate ha had to smack it down and deal with it. And then they came out and, and, and gave a real lashing, some of those Republican senators, to the House. And some of them said, well, it happens over in the House with the Republicans because those are Democrats running as Republicans because that's the only way they can get elected in Texas. We have the exact same thing here in Georgia. And they I've do in South Dakota as well. And I've heard from uh, Alex Newman that they have the exact same situation in Florida. So, uh, LeoHolman.com. LeoHolman.com. As always, Leo, we appreciate all you're doing, my friend. Thank you so much, Brandon. Check it out. A lot of new articles by Leo over there at LeoHolman.com.